We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. I'm on the road. We'll recap the Sooner game against Oregon coming up here in just a bit. But as always, thank you for downloading, subscribing, and thank you to Toby Rowland, who joins us to kick things off as he gets set to head to Lubbock for a huge series. Right, Toby? Huge this weekend for Sooner Baseball. Huge. Yes, that's <laughs> right. You know, the, uh, the softball team and the baseball team were in similar positions in that uh, they get big RPI teams on the road. Huge. This weekend. And so it's an opportunity, you know, on twofold, really, for the baseball team. Uh, an opportunity to move up in the RPI, and uh, we're starting to get to the time of the year where uh, you're measuring how good you are as far as, or how good a position you're in as far as maybe making it into the NCAA tournament. And also, uh, for Oklahoma, starting to take a look as, at what it would take for them to potentially host a regional. And uh, certainly, taking two of three at, TC, at TCU a couple of weeks back was a big boost to their chances in that regard, and if they could win a series at Texas Tech, who is the number three team in the RPI right now, uh, that would be massive for them in chasing that. But, you know, first and foremost, they are tied for first place in the Big 12 standings. Right. And uh, we are halfway, four, we've played four weeks of an eight-week schedule. And uh, if you could win a series against one of the teams that you're tussling with on the road, boy, it would put them in really good shape. Um, the good thing that Oklahoma has going for it is that they have not yet played either Kansas nor Kansas State, which is considered, I think, the two bottom teams in the conference. They're 
good squads, but I think they're considered the bottom two teams. And everybody else that is in the hunt for the title right now has played has played at least one, if not both, of those teams. So if Oklahoma could survive the next couple of weekends, certainly win both series, they'd be in great shape with uh, Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. But uh, just be in the hunt still uh, by the time next Sunday rolls around the final game of that OSU series. I think they've got a great opportunity to sprint to the finish with the way that the schedule breaks for them. So anyway, that was a long answer to a question. <laughs> no, but it's exactly uh, what we wanted. Yeah, it's a big weekend, and it's, you know, it's four straight weekends here where they play TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State, and all in the hunt for the title. The other four teams that are in the hunt for the Big 12 title, uh, all teams that I think are going to be in, in the NCAA tournament. So uh, they're halfway through that gauntlet and a chance to uh, – a chance to uh, go add to their resume this weekend for sure. Listen, I want to talk to you about the spring game and your whole weekend here in just a bit, but to put a wrap on some baseball chat, Toby, uh, is there anything Skip Johnson can't do after we found out that he is uh, essentially a regular 300 bowler? Uh, he's apparently an incredible hunter. He can pitch fast pitch unlike anything I've ever seen. I'm starting to think that he might be the most interesting man in the world. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. He, he is certainly fascinating, and it does seem like every time I talk to him, I find out something new about him. I like my chances against him one-on-one in basketball, but short of that, I think he may have me and everything else. But uh, what a delightful guy. Uh, certainly the team has responded to him well this year. Uh, they love him, and um, it's be fun this weekend because his best friend in the world is Tim Tadlock. They grew up, the Texas Tech head baseball coach, they grew up together in Denton. In fact, they were on the same Little League teams together. And now they're both head coaches of teams that are in the hunt for the Big 12 championship this year. So uh, it'll be fun. Just like brothers, though, from time to time they get sideways with each other. So it could be fun this weekend out there. What was the weekend like for you, Toby? And, and again, I, I know we really haven't had a chance to go too in-depth on the podcast. I know you've talked about it a lot on your radio show. But from Friday night into Saturday, uh, obviously it ended up being an incredibly long day for you on Saturday with the baseball game that night. But just let's focus on first the Stoops event on Friday night. How special was that? Well, the answer to what the weekend was like is cold. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I've just now gotten my body temperature back to uh, where it's supposed to be. The Stoops event was incredible Friday night. Um, I knew with the guest list and what they had planned, it was going to be quite an evening, and it surpassed my expectations. Just uh, so well put together. Um, They did such a great job honoring Bob. um, And to see all of those former players, Adrian Peterson and Sam Bradford and uh, Trent Williams and Tommy Harris and on and on. There's over 100 former players in the room together. To see them in one place was, was something else. And then Toby Keith capped it off with a concert that night. That was uh, pretty unbelievable. Uh, the game on Saturday, we got a bad break on the weather, but I thought all in all it was a tremendous effort by Lincoln Riley and his crew, his gang, Annie Hanson and all of them, to put together a memorable day. And kudos to Sooner fans. I mean, are you kidding me that 50,000 of them would show up on a day as miserable as that uh, was unbelievable. And I think it'll be a springboard for years to come as to what this event uh, will be, I think it'll be a trendsetter in college football. I think the Oklahoma spring game is going to be a trendsetter in college football. And you can see um, just kind of how it has paid off for them on Twitter and all the eyeball emojis the last few days. 
And uh, in baseball, was uh, they lost two or three to Texas. That's unfortunate, but got a great performance to salvage the final game on Sunday by Nathan Wiles, who was named Big 12 Pitcher of the Week. Uh, ended up shutting out Texas. One thing you can't do, Chris, in a conference chase is get swept. Right. It is absolute uh, death to your conference hopes. And they were facing that on Sunday if they didn't get a big performance and, and Nathan Wilde delivered. I'll let you go on this. Uh, again, I, I think it's almost impossible to take anything away from Saturday based on the elements and the weather. Uh, but from an on-the-field perspective, was there anything that really caught your eye from the booth? I think Buki was my biggest takeaway. And maybe I was looking for him going in just because I had heard so much about him from, from coaches and players in the spring. But, you know, one of the ways I judge who had a good game when it's all over is just how many times their name came out of my mouth. You know, if I'm saying their name a lot, that means they're in the middle of the, the action a lot. And I feel like I said Buki's name 40 times on Saturday. He's going to be a fantastic player right away. I mean, I think he's a starter from day one for this team, and it's just up to the creativity of, of Mike Stoops as to how they're going to figure out you know, where best to put him. The quarterbacks, I think it was really unfair to judge either one of them based on the elements on Saturday, and certainly Kyler Murray, because so much of what is going to make him dangerous is his legs, and when you're wearing that blue jersey, you just can't show that off at all. So um, I don't know that there was a I'm, – I'm glad Trey Sermon's okay. I was really scared that that was going to be a, a long-term injury, and it sounds like anyway it's not severe and that he's going to be okay. But probably uh, just how often Buki flashed is my biggest takeaway. All right, thanks a lot to Toby for joining us. One note we should add is that today's game featuring two of the best in the Big 12, Jake Irvin, versus Davis Martin has been moved up to a 2 o'clock first pitch. So consistency, the key here every game this weekend for the Sooners in Lubbock will be at 2 p.m. And, of course, T-Row will have the action for you on the Sooner Radio Network. Well, uh, it, just to kind of pull back the curtains completely, since taping with Toby, we have shifted locations. When we did our interview with T-Row, we were in Eugene, and the plan was, after the softball game tonight, to be able to hopefully have Coach Gasso and some of the players come on. But uh, things didn't necessarily go so well as Oklahoma's 30-game winning streak came to an end. They lost to Oregon tonight by final score of 5-0. to zero. So we made the trek from Eugene, Oregon to Corvallis to kind of, well, I don't think they really care about the completion of the taping of the podcast, but for the Sooners to get ready for their games this weekend against Oregon State. Now, just real quick, those start times tomorrow at 4 o'clock and then Saturday at 2. Then the team will fly back on Sunday before its final true midweek game of the season when they take on North Texas and Denton, 6 o'clock on Wednesday night. But uh, tonight was a very frustrating night for Sooner softball, to be real honest about it, and I don't think um, – that's, that's not saying anything negative. It's just that level of expectation is so high for this program and for every single individual that a loss like that is frustrating. Uh, the positives that you can take away from it, Mariah Lopez uh, came in and battled. Parker Conrad saw some action in a big-time environment, and I thought she responded well. I think there was a real interesting moment in this game when uh, Paige Parker was in a tough situation and 
I believe it was in the second inning. Coach Gasso came to the mound, and you could see on the TV broadcast we had a monitor in our booth where Paige said, hey, I, I got this. And she went out and struck out the next two batters. So um, it was it was a rough night because you lose, and it was a team with a very high RPI. They're number one in the country. It's a team that's ranked number four in the country. And, and it was a team that really, to be honest with you, might have been your biggest challenge of the season and without a doubt had been the highest-ranked foe that you had faced since um, – what, whenever the, the Sooners took on Arizona, who was number 13, number 12 in the country when they played them earlier this year. So th- there was a lot of things going into this that from a, an RPI perspective, and of course that's what matters most is being in that top eight of the RPI, was very important to the Sooners. But they ended up falling behind two zip and were never able to make it up. In fact, the Sooners only had one hit, and some could argue that that could have and should have been ruled an error. So it was a rough night for Oklahoma, but the good news is, as we publish this, as you hear this, Sooners have already put it behind them. You know, they're getting ready for Oregon State this afternoon, and then, of course, tomorrow afternoon, and then what is going to be a monstrous series next weekend at home against Texas. So uh, bad news, you lose tonight. Winning streak is over. Road winning streak is over. Good news, you have a chance to bounce back and get a W this weekend against Oregon State. Here's one thing that I will add, though. If you know, you're know you always looking for silver linings and positives, I think it was good for Oklahoma in a lot of ways to get out here to see this stadium because as you know, the renovation project is ongoing, the way that this product, at least the funding for it and generating the funding for it, the way that this new stadium for Oregon softball has been built is just phenomenal. And... I, I think that everyone that was watching that game tonight on the Pac-12 Network or if you were listening to the broadcast, you could hear the energy. And I think you see something like that as a fan. And I'm, I'm not trying to go on a rant here. You know, we got we got Brandon Zaragoza to help us wrap up the podcast coming up next. And he's he's an absolute great interview, home run. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But I think you see something like that. And as a fan, you look at it and say, we, we can get to that level. We can get to that level of intensity. I mean, this place... It was packed. I mean, there, there's been hostile environments that you go on the road. The Auburn Super Regional last year was a hostile environment. But this was ratcheted up even another notch. That was postseason. This was a different level from these Oregon fans. So hopefully uh, maybe some of you all saw that amazing facility and it spurned you to say, we got to give, man. Let's let's help build this uh, get this renovation done for the Oklahoma Sooner softball team. Maybe you saw it and thought, man, we, we can do something to be louder and prouder for home games. So it was just – it was overall, it was a crazy environment. It was uh, a solid performance by Oregon. And when you look back on the 2018 season, you hope whenever that post-game press conference is taking place after – a uh, Tuesday championship win for the Sooners in early June that Patty Gasso is sitting there saying, man, we really learned something about this team on April 19th in Oregon. We found another level we needed to be from this perspective or that perspective, and this is something that they grow for, uh, grow from. So uh, frustrating, 
disappointing, but it, you're 39-3. and three. It's a 30-game winning streak that came to an end, and I think the Sooners will be just fine. It'll be a heck of a challenge against Oregon State coming up tomorrow. So there's kind of a, I don't know if you want to call that a quick or brief little synopsis, but just a few uh, thoughts from the Jane earlier this weekend as they get set, uh, earlier this evening as they get set for Oregon State coming up uh, later today and then tomorrow. All right, let's wrap things up on a positive note because I had a chance to sit down with Brandon Zaragoza, a standout sophomore shortstop for the OU baseball team. And it's interesting. We have five guys with connections to Moore. You have two former Moore Lions. You have three former Westmore Jaguars, and they're all on the same team, and they all play a pretty important role on this team. So we started by just asking Brandon Brandon Zaragoza what it was like to kind of mold and mesh and kind of blend those enemy lines from high school to become teammates with these guys in college. Uh, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, You know, Growing up with those guys, playing with them uh, week in and week out, you never thought that, uh, you know, growing up that we would one day finish, you know, our collegiate level at, you know, at the same, you know, college. And uh, every day, you know, we we would dream about, hey, like maybe one day after this we could actually be playing on the same team. And, uh, you know, rivalries, they always continue on the more side. But once we finally got to Norman, it was like, hey, man, we're back. We're, we're ready to play with each other, and we're excited. So it's uh, awesome. Uh, now, you and Kyle Tyler are pretty tight, correct? Yeah. Yes. But, yes. We, uh, we we've been tight for years. Now, did I? I, I think I saw Eddie Radosovich, right? But did you guys actually live together for a while? Uh, no. Okay. We, um, no, we just we grew up playing. Okay. Uh, with each other, so um, but we've always had a close relationship. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, You know, I had a chance to talk a little bit to your old coach, Jared Freeman, and he was just gushing on what he sees from you and Kyle and Braden in your growth off the field. Do you, do you even more, I know you're just a sophomore, but do you even marvel sometimes Brandon on the growth that has taken place away from baseball for you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, just, you know, just, as as I've gone through college, you know it's 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 time to grow up, and you know and uh, it's one of those things where I'm kind of I'm I'm on, I'm on, I'm on an island at times, but you also get to the realization that you know I'm not that far from home, so you know if I ever need anything, you know it's a quick twenty minute drive down the road, and, and then I can come see my fa- my family, and uh, I can go you know go grab a bite to eat with my parents and just, you know, talk about things. But, you know, living with those guys and and having such good relationships with them coming in to college, you know, you can always lean on them through, you know, thick and thin. And and, uh, that's one thing that we use to our advantage, like I said, just knowing each other so well that, um, you know, we're never never not too far from home. Oh, my gosh, that's great. So um, you know, it's 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 a convenience for sure. So, Brandon Zaragoza is hanging out with us. All right, I want to ask one more about the uh, the Moore Westmore uh, and Southmore as well. Do you ever wonder what it might have been like if, say, back in the uh, '60s, they had decided to just keep it at one school 
And that high school baseball roster had a pitching staff with Kyle Tyler and Dylan Grove, and you were out there with Brewster, and then, of course, yourself and Fink uh, as a part of the madness. Did you ever wonder what might have been if you all got to play together in high school? Because I would imagine you, you probably did a bit during the summer, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, funny you say that. You know, we're, we always sit in the locker room, and a couple of times we would just, you know, I'd be talking to, to Brewer or Grove and like, man, like, I wonder what it would have been like if y'all just would have came over and, you know, came and played with the three of us and, you know, what it would have been like, what we could have done. And we always just go on about, man, like, we would have had an impressive roster, that's for sure. And we could, we could have done some damage in this area. But, yeah, we talk about it all the time. It's it's a common topic between us and more boys, just wondering what what could have happened if, you know, something like that were to happen. So. Oh, man, that's awesome. Brandon Zaragoza, what has been the key to your quick adjustment from, the, uh, from high school to the college game? Because you come in day one, and you're basically – you're the starting shortstop. What's been key for you to make that such a smooth transition? Uh, I think uh, belief in myself and also um, belief in God because, you know, through him, you know, I can do anything. So coming into it, I was always – I was always confident that, you know, if I if I just go out there and and just you know, believe in myself and believe in my abilities and just trust God that, you know, everything will fall into the right place and you know, luckily uh coach Hughes gave me a chance last year and, and he saw my ability to uh just go out there and, and be a gamer. So, you know, I took that as just kinda like him believing in me as well and, and just my teammates, you know, they just night in and night out they always put me in a good position to be successful so every day that I'd be in there it would just be it'd be a learning process but at the same time I knew my abilities and I knew my strengths and I knew that if I just went out there and competed that the things would fall in where they did so what um What's cl- is there any moment we can point to to say that clicked for this team this season? Because, again, I think people forget we had a really good start last year as well, too. But what's really clicked for this team so far in 2018, Brandon? Um, you know, early on, I think I think uh, we struggled um, just sticking to the process and taking every game as a learning, as a learning curve. Because <clears throat> early on, like, we, I, I feel like we – I felt like we were there, but at the same time, we just didn't trust what we were being told. And, you know, that's ultimately could have been the reason why we, we, we could have lost um, some games early on. But, you know, as we as we got further along in the season, we started to really trust, you know, everything we did, stick to our routines. And, you know, win or lose, every every game is always – it's always it's always about learning. Right. You learn more about the game than – you know, you start picking off of people, you know, what, you know, what their mistakes were. Well, okay, let's not, let's not worry about it, but let's more, let's more learn about, you know, why they did it and, and, you know, how we can prevent that from happening again. So as we started to lean on each other and realize, hey, like everyone has an an individual role that we can just build off that and slowly but surely things started falling into place and, you know, everybody's, Everybody's playing their role on the team right now, and, you know, it's it's awesome. I love playing with those guys, and, uh, you know, I couldn't ask for a better team to go out there with. So, 
They're fun, man. I, I've kind of dug the storylines that have developed throughout this year, too, to see Cade develop into the everyday third baseman, to see what uh, Brady's doing behind the plate, to see Nathan Wiles develop into that Sunday starter, and to see your high school teammate Kyle Tyler become this dominant Tuesday pitcher that he's yeah. become. It's pretty amazing to see how things have started to come together. Yeah, it's I mean, it's incredible, honestly. And, and those guys, you know, those are some of the hardest working guys on our team, and and they deserve all the credit for for going out there and just just competing every day. You know, uh, uh, Nathan Wiles, he's my roommate. He's a, uh, you know, he's he goes out there every day and he has that bulldog mentality. He knows that, uh, you know, when he pitches the contact, that he has you know the, the incredible defense behind him, and you know things just seem to fall into place every time he comes out of the mound, just because he just he has that warrior mentality and. You know, he lets us work back on defense. So, and then you got guys like Brady, who, you know, last year uh, he had a, he had an incredible uh, freshman off season, and we were thinking, well, maybe he'll, maybe he's going to be, you know, our starting today or something like that. And then, you know, he struggled early on, but you know, he never he never got down on himself. He always just kept grinding through it, and I think it's shown this season because he's been, you know, he's been one of our guys. That's been coming up with clutch hit after clutch hit after clutch hit, and you know that's just committed to everything that he does in his off time. He he's always in there. He's he's a baseball rat, so he's always at you know in the cages or at the gym or or doing something to enhance his gaming. And you know it's it's incredible to watch because you know that's something that uh, a lot of guys look at and they're like, all right, well you know maybe maybe this isn't my year, but I know if I stick to the process that you know, I'll be given that opportunity and, and, and then I'll, I'll run with it. So it's been awesome. Brandon Zara goes in the house, absolutely crushing it. Hey, uh, this is a common question, a crutch question, if you will. But have you noticed anything different in Skip Johnson? I know that as the pitching coach, maybe you didn't have a ton of time around him. But what has it been like to see him now take over the reins and bring in some characters like Clay Van Hook and Clay Overcash? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly been incredible. You know, last year um, – you know, him being the pitching coach, we, I, I mean, I really didn't talk to him that much besides, you know, just kind of picking off his knowledge to the game. But what he brings every day is, I mean, it's something that I've, I've never got the chance to play for. And, I mean, he brings energy all the time. He gets he gets the coaches ready to go every day. They're always looking for ways to improve our game. And like and like I said, he's always pre, he always preaches about the learning of the game. So no matter the outcome, as long as we can learn from the situation, we can grow as not just baseball players, but, you know, as as people in the real world. So, you know, and then you sit there and, and you listen to some of Skip's stories and you realize that that man's been through, you know, a lot. And, and he has a really good understanding of, of, you know, like I said, not just the game of baseball, but in everyday life and He's he's honest. He's a he's a powerful person because he he has so much knowledge, and like I said, the guys that he brought in, they, I mean, they just build right off of it. You know, um, hook and cash. They every day, like I said, they come with energy, and and like I said, they both have knowledge. Knowing Skip as long as they have, and I mean, they're just they're a fun group to uh, to work for because they're they're always bought into the mentality that we have. They always keep us focused and locked in every day, and it's a privilege to play for them. 
Man, this has been great, Brandon. I appreciate it. it, it how, how cold was it on Saturday night? I mean, I was, I was at home, and it looked cold. But how cold was it out of the field Saturday um, night? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't warm, that's for sure. <laughs> that's great stuff, um, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a different element. But, you know, uh, we have the mentality that, hey, man, we're still playing baseball. So whatever, whatever the challenges we may be facing with the weather, I mean, and it was it was brutal, but uh, whatever we were facing, we were still playing against the ball. So, you know, it wasn't there was nothing that was um, hindering us from from going out there and playing. So, uh, we just used it as as fuel to just having the ability to play. So, we kind of try to try to strive through it. So. Man, I really enjoyed the interview with Brandon Zaragoza. I hope you did as well. And as we mentioned right off the top with Toby, this is a huge weekend for Sooner Baseball. Uh, By the way, speaking of huge, huge weeks ahead, including a big series at home for the Sooner softball team, we'll go all in next weekend with more of a preview for Oklahoma and Texas. Plus, you heard from Toby, we still have a lot of football to talk about over the next couple of weeks. So we're excited to do that as spring ball might be in the rear view but we are getting ourselves ready for what should be a fun off season in preparation for the 2018 Sooner football season until then uh, have a great week make sure to root on that men's and women's gymnastics team maybe on uh, hopefully on Tuesday's edition of the game plan we're talking about another national championship for men's and women's gym until then have a great weekend and boomer sooner everybody this has been the Sooner Sports Podcast Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. <laughs>